I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today... We are talking about episode 16 of The Chronicles of Young Indiana Jones, The Tales of Innocence. It feels like this is, like, we've come so far, but then when I really put it in perspective, we haven't done an indie for, like, two, three months, so... Oh, most definitely not. We are we are behind, and we apologize. I'm so sorry. Um, Emily just, just found out, like, yesterday that... The guy we used to watch on YouTube, uh, Kebus Openak or whatever, like took all of the indie indies down on YouTube. So we were like, "What channel, are we gonna do?" Yeah, the channel is completely gone. I checked my search history; the channel's no longer there. So okay. I had to find us another channel to watch, and I found out that they're currently on Amazon Prime to watch. Yes, yeah, so that's what I watched it on, which was like mind blowing to me. And I saw that there's 21 episodes of this show, so that's what we got. Which is good because I think that's how Cabus had it laid out. It was a little confusing because we're watching them now on uh, Michael, at least I did this last episode, Michael McCoy. Uh, mm-hmm. He has them laid out by seasons, which is super confusing because, you know, they lay them out by seasons on IMDb, but it's only one season on Amazon Prime. The so IMDb I like, is, is this the next so... episode? I don't know. <laughs> IMDb is so confusing. I went through the seasons and I was like, what episode is this? Because they only have, like, the halves of the episodes. They have, like, the date and where it is. And I I obviously yes. couldn't find this one, which I guess was, uh, like, what was it? Northern Africa. Like, Casablanca was one of them. And then the other one was... Um, yeah, but what, was he, like, in Casablanca for like, two yeah. seconds? I don't I mean, know. He, he was in a bunch of places. so much. He was in yeah, Italy. He was. he was in northern Italy for the first half of the episode. Then he was in yes. northern Africa. So that's that was what was going on. And and then he went back to Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <sighs> uh, I just have Let's to say... Let's get started. I do have to say, there is some woman oh. um, screaming profanities at someone outside, and she's been doing this for about 15 minutes, and I apologize if you hear her. Yeah, I've I've already heard some some remnants of yelling in the background, so uh, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just a regular old night in Harlem. Oh yeah. <laughs> so let's see. So I guess let's just start at the beginning. Yep. Um. So the episode starts with some very beautiful like mountain shots. Yes. Like just very Lots of gorgeous. Those. It's. Very consistent. They always have very beautiful, like, geographical, like, you know, uh, landscape scenes in the beginnings of the episodes are always very uh, nice to start. This when one not was very being, nice, like, yes. Campy. Or, like, like, the, like, the, what, Attack of the Hawks or something, or the Nighthawks? What was it? What was that one? Where it started off as, yeah. like, a, like, a, like, a crime drama or something. Oh, goodness. Or, like, a but, fight, 
like some kind of crazy fight or something. It's not going on. Yeah. It was like a nice, pleasant view of all of the mountains of northern Italy, which are very gorgeous. And uh, then we we see some but, somebody. But, yeah, but then we quickly. see somebody. Yeah, it turns into the war scene, obviously. Um, very quickly. And which I'm confused. What was Indy doing the last at the last episode we watched? It was the. It was the one. Uh, God. It wasn't the one with Katha Zeta Jones, right? It was. It was. The one after it that. was. Yeah. It was. It was yeah, that yeah, one? yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one with a with what's his name? James Bond. Uh, yeah, James Bond. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm like Craig Craig Daniel, Henry Daniel Craig <laughs> Daniel Craig <laughs> <laughs> Craig Henry. That's his name. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So this was a much better episode than last episode. Well, definitely, because there we we went over that already. Many many bad things in that last episode, very very much so. But um, this first, I was uh, confused a lot during this first half. Like I was so angry. I, I hated the first half of this episode. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> there were some very but, ch- big choices made in this this part of the episode, and p- maybe not for the best. Um. So we first see a, a man walk running through no man's land, who doesn't have an a arm. A one-armed man, yeah, <laughs> who has no arm. And I thought man. that's interesting. That man has no arm, and then it goes off to some other being blown up. And then we see the man with no arm again running into like a, a cave kind of thing. Yes. Uh, turns out the man is Indy with an eye patch on, and a very bruised, like disgusting, tired face. <clears throat> like he's yeah, he looks ratted. And then he goes and talks to a bunch of Germans. Uh, as if he's, like, their leader, like, he's, like, yeah, like, a part of the German army. And you're, like, okay, so this, this is clearly, like, Indy undercover. Like, yeah, midway. Definitely. Yeah. I, I was really worried that he only had one arm and that he was wearing an eye patch. Um, but yes, I was, like, okay, this are, has to be a disguise. <laughs> we are aware that Indiana Jones has two eyes and two arms, so, um. <laughs> That's very true. I didn't think about that at the time. <laughs> you didn't, <laughs> Um, but this was, like, I think the first episode where he alluded to being an archaeologist, which, uh, happened several times. Yeah, which I feel like he's brought up before, but he brought it up a lot in this episode, which makes me think that maybe something big or, you know, life-changing will happen in these next couple episodes, Mm -hmm. like... To lead him on his path. Because we're getting to the end now. Like, we're getting there. Mm -hmm. We have five more episodes, Emily. What what yeah that's it what which i know i'm gonna be real (gasps) sad about because i love it when sean patrick flannery talks in different languages and he speaks like five different languages in this one episode alone so that's it he was pretty he was pretty adorable at times yeah in this episode uh it it got a little bit ridiculous but that's oh my gosh we'll get there the first the first half and second half are so different you know it was just uh it was like a completely different film. The second half, there, there was something that that I found consistent within the entire episode, which I'll bring up more towards the end once we kind of get get deeper into the story. Because there was definitely like a, a layout wise, it, it it seemed like it was the same within the, both halves. Right. Uh, so- so I was already so confused about what was happening, but of course I, I wrote a note. So not not quite sure what's going on, but it is only the first five minutes. Yes, yes. I mean that you can't discover all the context, right? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. So Indy's clearly undercover and he's trying to determine where they're going to be going next. Um, something like that. And then he leaves and has to cross no man's land and go report back to his superior, uh, who's in the British, who's a British guy, I think. Um, yeah, he sounded, he sounded British. It's really hard to determine what, like, nationality people are because it's just so inconsistent all the time. <laughs> with their, with their casting. With their casting and their <laughs> accents. And you're just like, okay, so is this, what is this person? And everybody seems to think that because Indy's wearing, like, a Belgian uniform that he's, he's French and he's Belgium, even though he doesn't sound like it at all. Like, it just... <laughs> so it seems like people only care about Indy's accent, whether he's... French or not, just if if it if it has to do with furthering the plot, like yeah. some people don't even care that he sounds completely American, and some people do care. It's it's yeah. the Americans it's really care weird at this point. The yeah, Americans but look at his, <laughs> yeah, but then if if it's people that he'll be hanging out with a lot longer, then they'll he'll automatically just be like, yeah, you know, my name's Indy. I'm actually just a spy. You know, whatever. Yeah, and <laughs> like he did. In this he'll episode. like tell them everything. I like know. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's really interesting when he. That's I mean it's pretty. What is it? Convenient. Like a, yeah, sure. It's convenient. convenient. So Indy is running yeah. across no man's land again, and the Italian man on the other side is shooting at him, which is hilarious. Because um, well, he's like he's like putting on a show. He's right? so like convincingly he's like that he's not on their missing. side. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. And so the guy, no, I think the guy really thought that he was. Um, like a, another person from the other side, but he, he kept shooting at Indy, and because Indy looks so convincingly German, um, and I'm guessing that the Italians are on the like side of the Allies or whatever in the First World War. Like they're not the bad guys, like in World War Two, I guess. So. I mean, it it took me to like the very end of the first half of this episode to realize what Indy was doing. Can I just? Can I just say what it is so that we can just move on? Because the story didn't even matter about what he was doing with the soldiers. Like okay, this... you're right. You're right. Okay. Continue. So, Indy was uh, trying to safely bring German deserters over to the the other side of the war. That's why he oh. was uh, disguised as a like, German. A, like a leader. Yeah, as a German. So he could bring the deserters over safely. So I think to to make the Germans think that, you know, they they weren't deserters and they were getting shot at. Because there were a lot of, like, uh, planes going by. Right, And, yes. like, dropping bombs. So maybe just to put on a show, the, 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 uh, the enemy lines were shooting at the Germans, even though they knew that they were going to be bringing over deserters. So I'm not sure. I did not Again, catch uh, on that plot at all. So thanks for clearing it It took me to the up. very end of the first half. I was like, oh, that's what they're doing? Because it's so confusing. Um, but anyway, again, the spy stuff that was happening, I'll just bring it up now. The spy stuff that was happening in both episodes didn't, did like, barely mattered. Well, it mattered more on the second story. Right. It was more but... of a personal journey uh, for Indy, I think, than, than yes. the spy stuff. I mean, the second half, it was a little bit different, but yeah, like... That's true. It was a, it was an interesting, like, the first half clearly had an entire situation going on that uh, we'll we'll get into. Um, so, uh, oh Indy is talking Italian, and then he gets into this like, um, like ambulance ambulance, ambulance with these two yes. American men, 
and the the Indy's on the right, and the the middle guy keeps trying to talk to Indy, and Indy's only speaking in French, and um, like very poor French, <laughs> very very yeah poor French. Did we get to the this guy was was Indy taking a sh- yes? Indy takes a bath before he goes into the ambulance. Don't forget yes, this bath yes. scene, okay? Don't forget. The absolute amazing shit that this bath scene was that we have to play Sean Patrick Flannery singing in the bath. We just have to. Yeah, I did it. I have a time code. I have a time okay, code. Okay, you do it then. Okay, I need to find it. Because it was adorable and I was dying. I was like watching this and I oh was my actually like starting to tear up because I was laughing so much and then I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's it's an aesthetic choice for some reason and I just thought it was so cute. It was probably like one of the it was it was so adorable like i i, I couldn't stop smiling when I, I was know. watching it yes. like i was like oh my god are you serious spf is so cute like i don't know what happened he is adorable like i just ugh. i love it when he's he still speaks... like, he's still a very attractive man he I is will say. he is i just i love it when he speaks uh other languages like that's just that's the shit like he's so cute when he's speaking like german when he's speaking italian especially when he's speaking french when he's speaking arabic like it's just oh so cute yeah he really does it's super he's just so cute um (laughs) all right i think i found it okay so he's pulling off his hat and his eye patch (laughs) his eye patch yes and it takes his arm out of his thing yeah salute at the end yeah like to up to the side yeah oh oh baby <laughs> he's so cute i want to hug you but it's it's too much it's a like, great big beautiful doll it's oh, so cute goodness okay so, so then he goes into the ambulance um yes. with the two guys and he's he's messing around with them he's like talking in french saying funny things to them um which I think the guy from the the guy who was driving could maybe understand more of than the yeah. than the guy sitting in the middle because he kept like laughing and you know like looking over like all oh, indie. So well, the funny. guy on the left is the one who becomes his friend, uh, who yeah. uh, I would I would say now um, looks a whole lot like a second rate army hammer. I think he looks like someone, and he acts like someone who was in Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you got that. Yeah, like honestly, I was like, I was like, was this guy in like a like a teen like sitcom? Like, I honestly, I kept looking at him, and he kept acting exactly like the like the kids in like a high school show. Yeah, he did. He, he really did. He, he overacted. Me. He annoyed me a lot so much. Like the overacting he, in this part was horrendous. I couldn't stand anyone, like not even Indy at some point. Oh, yeah. like, I think that little that little bathtub scene and then the ambulance scene were like the only times I could handle Indy. I just really think <laughs> this guy looks like Army Hammer to me. Like he's not blonde like bit. him and stuff, but he's got a lot of the same facial features as him. He also reminded me a lot of um what's uh what's her name? C uh DJ DJ's boyfriend in Full House. Uh, full Yeah, yeah. He 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 kind of looked like him. What's his name? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, Ryan? I don't know. <laughs> Dylan? Dylan? I, I couldn't tell you. I don't remember. Shane? Um, so then then Indy goes to pick out a flower for his girl, 
Julieta, yeah, who where, he was yeah, telling the Germans he, about. Yeah, telling the Germans, telling uh, his his. Which did he did he ever say that? No, he never, he never said, said the her name. name. Of the girl. Yes, to I the didn't guy realize from... this until after <laughs> that he never I, actually said the name. Yeah, and you know what? I I called it right there when, when he first meets him at the bar. I was thinking that too. I I honestly was thinking about it, but then I was like, nah, that's not going to be the case. Um, so you he, guys you guys probably know what we're talking about, but we'll just bring it up later. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I'm like totally. It's just like a one side <laughs> conversation between me and you. Okay, so yeah, then he goes to this this beautiful casa uh, where the woman who answers the door, who's the mom, um, yes. is is uh shmi uh skywalker in the very first phantom menace star wars movie the mom yeah she's she's anakin skywalker's mother i'm not kidding that's her what yep and it you know george lucas oh that yep there you go that makes sense yeah right all right interesting it took me like a good 20 minutes to be like where the fuck do i know this lady from oh my god she's anakin skywalker's mother i i just thought she was some actress no idea yep so this kid this this kid that's with her is so funny yes little jacobo or whatever what's his name (laughs) i have no idea I, I, I never get anyone's names when I do my notes. I just say this girl or this guy. This guy, right. The girl <laughs> who plays uh, Julieta is like, I just can't stand this girl. She's a terrible actress. I, her hair's really pretty, but she just, she doesn't look at remotely or speak remotely Italian in, at all. Um, yeah, and her, her like, her wanting to be, not wanting to be, but, you know, her trying to be uh, have an English, like, American act, like, you know, speak in English. Yeah, like, was... they should have all been speaking in Italian. I don't understand why Indy doesn't speak in Italian to her, and, because he can, you know? Yeah, I mean, probably because this girl couldn't speak Italian. Right, I just, yeah. Or, it... or pretend, or pretend to speak Italian. <laughs> and, like, the note, it's so weird because, like, at one point, they were, like, walking down the street, and she says, well, Granny's gonna do this, and I'm like, in no in no universe would any Italian-born woman ever say, Granny did this or whatever. Like, it's 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 Nona. Like, you're not going to say, my granny, just for the sake of that's what's American. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, yeah. That's so weird. Saying, like, granny can't keep up. Slow down for granny. Uh, yeah. Umberto yeah. is the name of the, of the brother. That's the name. Yeah, he was he was a very... Uh, he's cute. With glasses. Sassy. Yeah, he was very sassy. He's just like, whenever Indy would show up, he'd be like, why are you here? It was like, it was so funny. The other one brought more flowers on the Indy Seas. Like, the other one yes. brought more flowers. Yeah, so I think the kid kind of like alludes to there being another guy, and then definitely the grandma does. Mm-hmm. The nonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like sitting on her chair, like being sassy, and she like eyes Indy as he's sitting there, like waiting for Julieta to come down. Yeah. And. She she like she like eyeballs over at like this flower this vase full of flowers yeah. and she's just like yeah there's another guy there's another Good one luck. yes and then and it's she like basically told him that he didn't have a chance she basically <laughs> yeah. told him she's like you're not getting anywhere with yeah and and it's just I feel like Indy has no concept of what love really is is and that's kind of what he explains in the second half of the episode but i just feel like this was a step back for indy and we we see him as a younger person trying to get this girl that 
he thinks he's in love with, but he doesn't even know at all, you know? Which, I mean, we've seen Indy do before. This isn't... Yeah, but, like, Vicky... Like, I'm glad he brought up Vicky in the later part of the episode because I was like, Vicky is, like, the best woman he's ever fallen in love with. And, you know, it's kind of like... That's the that's what his standard should be, is the kind of girl that Vicky is. And this is not the kind of girl that Vicky is, you know? Yeah, and it just and it just seemed even more ridiculous how... The, whenever they would spend time with Julietta, like they didn't, they never said anything. Like they just, they stood there, they sat there and like stared, stared at each other. Stared at each other. Like I know. Never, she had no personality whatsoever. No conversation. None. She no personality. None. So she, uh, yeah. God, she was like a twig with hair. Like I, I, I know. It just made no sense. It's just, you know, it, it made sense in the, in the context because they really just needed a plain girl to like kind of be fawning over. So. Then he goes to the, uh, the 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 bar, I guess, and he meets up with the guy from the he's ambulance. Depressed. Yes, because he's, he's sad depressed that there's, there's another, another man. Guy. Yes, yes. So he goes and starts drinking his sorrows away, and that's when the guy from Chicago shows up. Yep. And uh, I literally I thought you were talking code. about the play Chicago for a second, and I was like, "Is that really what he's from?" <laughs> no, it's not. No. What a but Richard then he says. <laughs> He says he's going to go to the university. Is that the, the, the time code you have? He's talking about going to the University of Chicago or? Um, oh, no. I have a time code. It, it probably won't uh, It won't transfer well over. Like, you have to watch it. There, there's like this really weird voiceover that the guy does. The, uh, the Chicago guy does at the last minute when he's talking to Indy saying like, I mean, I could play it just because of what they're talking about. It's pretty, uh, pretty funny. He's like trying to tell him how to get the girl back. Yes, yeah. Because he has no idea, like, who this girl is. So I could just play it. But there was this ridiculous voiceover where he, like, throws in, like, a last minute. Like, they're talking, and then he goes... Like, I, I, have, to, I have to show it oh to you. Oh, my God. So I have to see this. Like, I don't remember this at all. Okay. Okay, turn up my volume a little bit. Okay, here we go. Action. <laughs> hey, what's up with you, buddy? You look like you've been hit by a truck. It's my girl. Your girl? I got this girl. I'm crazy about her. Everything was going great. While I was away on my last mission, some guy starts to move in on her. Not the rat. He's giving her flowers and presents. He's really romancing her, and I think he's getting somewhere. I'll tell you what you gotta do. You gotta beat him. Beat him? Yeah, evaporate him. Make him a memory. I don't even know who he is. No, it doesn't matter. No, no, see, see, you gotta compete, you hear me? I mean, no holds barred. You know, he gives your girl flowers, you give her more flowers, huh? He gives your girl presents, you give her more presents. I mean, I'm telling you, buddy, hey, dames, <laughs> they really go for that kind of thing. You sure? Yeah, positive. Heck, it's what I always do. Right there. Hey. Right there. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like war. What, what, he, what he goes, the, heck, the, that's what I always do. It's, it's, uh, it's, the volume's not right, uh-huh. and it sounds like it's, it's completely laid over. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it's, it's a ridiculous. It's a, no, you mean it's yes. an ADR, and it's, it's, uh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't work. It does, yeah, there's a lot of that in this episode. There's a lot of. People and there's a lot of stuff that that happens in a lot of TV and a lot of like older shows where the uh, the voices aren't clearly actually what the person is actually saying. They just recorded it later to make it sound like there's actually something just, going on. 
it just also sounded very rushed. Like they didn't need they didn't need to put that line in there. Like, hey, that's what I always do. Right. Like, why did you need to put that in there? It's not the best so, writing. It's really not. Most definitely not. Um, and so Indy takes this guy's advice. They get and really drunk. He, and yeah, they get really, really drunk and they fall do. over in the street like yeah, fools, like singing around these uh, these soldiers that are outside of this bar, and just being a nuisance. And they're just having a good old time. And then, and then for some reason, I, I honestly don't even know why they went back to his spy stuff. Because right here, just like a little side note, I put like, okay, he's back in disguise and he goes to meet the yes. soldiers. Yes, he does. Like yes, and then they're not there, and he's like, what the fuck. Yeah, they're not there, and then he's like, he's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. And, you know, he's, like, trying to find him, and the guy's like, he's like, where's the soldiers? Yeah. And they're like, oh, they're over here. Yeah, he, he, like, attacked some guy, like, in the, in the hallway. He attacked the guy that he was talking to earlier, because he thought he was, like, gonna be, you know, he's gonna kill him or something, right? That's true. And then he, you know, he was, like, interrogating him, like, you know, make sure they're here. If they're not here, like, and then. So these are the dissenters. Is that is that what yes. you're saying? Okay, so they they're aware that he is a spy in a situation, kind of. I believe so. Oh, so or then why someone, does he have or, to have no arm? Like I don't understand. So maybe maybe he's maybe he still has to be undercover, even though he's undercover leading them for them to, for them to trust him. Maybe maybe for them to trust him. Okay, sure. Um, but anyway, that's not even important because then he, he's like, I gotta get back to Julietta. And then he goes to her and has more flowers and gives her, so the first guy had gotten her more one flower. bar of soap. Yes. So now he gives her three bars of soap. Yeah. He's like, here you go. Here's a bouquet and three bars of soap. And then he looks over and the guy had brought chocolates for the grandma and, yes. uh, and, it, and the, the grandma's eating them like so smugly. And then he, she looks over and there's like, like six bouquets and then there's a picture yes. of this other man on the piano, and he thinks it's the other man. Yes. Which, at this point, I Italian too man. thought it was this other man. Yes. But I was still like, oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> you still thought it was the, the soldier dude? Do we get his name? What's his name? Joe? Uh, oh, no, it was uh, Ernest. Ernest. Right? Okay. Did, did, did they call him, like, Hemingway? He said something about being Hemingway. Was it him? No. Was that him? No. No. <laughs> no, please, no. No. No, that's not right. No. I gotta look this up. I can, no. I'm looking this up. No, no, Just no, no, continue no. talking about this. I gotta look it up. All right. And so, because Indy is, like, freaking out, he, he, uh, persuades Julieta to go out on a, on a walk with him. And, of course, of course, Granny has to follow. And so they're, like, going through town, and Indy's, like, trying to quickly, like, like rush this girl, like, across town. And she's, like, she's, like, Indy, slow down. Emily, Emily. Gra- Granny can't keep up. Emily. <laughs> this girl is so annoying. What? What? It is, is Ernest it Hemingway. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I hated this guy. Oh I hated God, him. Oh, my God. I didn't realize, because he mentioned Ernest Hemingway. I thought he was just referring to the author Ernest Hemingway but I was also confused because I was like but Ernest Hemingway didn't really get popular to like after the war so how does he know who he is and that's the answer it's him 
He he doesn't know who. I mean, he the guy just said his name. He didn't say like, "Oh, you're Ernest Hemingway." No, 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 because like, he, he wasn't in, a writer yet. And then, like, yeah, no, what he says, and and you know that little thing that we're gonna re- we're gonna show tell you guys about later when he's talking about the letter. I was listening to it and I was like, "This really sounds like something Ernest Hemingway would write." And fucking right, it was. Like, I don't know why I didn't put the two fucking connection together. Oh, when he was telling Indy to write her a letter? Which we're going to definitely play, because oh. it was so hard to listen to. Okay, hopefully I hopefully I wrote the time code down. I mean, I, it, it doesn't matter. Stupid. I got it. It's fine, but... Okay. Yeah. Uh, I cannot even believe that was Ernest Hemingway. I cannot even... Cannot even... He's so young. So young, and, and uh, I could not stand this actor. Nothing like um, Corey Stoll in Midnight in Paris. <laughs> Right. Right. Um, okay, so there's like a little parade or like a little uh, group of army trucks and army men going through town, and he like grabs Julieta yeah. and just, just like runs sprints, away, sprints through this, this like a uh, wall of people. And she's like, Indy, that was so dangerous. Yeah. And we shouldn't do it. <laughs> She's this girl such talks a so low. Lady. She's just like, Indy, that was so that was so dangerous. Like I could not stand her. <laughs> no, she's the worst. She kind of looks and like, like um. She looks like Alicia Vikander a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I can. I. I'll. I'll say that. I'll agree to that. But like with uh, without so, the confidence. Pretty much. <laughs> um. So so Granny's so Granny's out of the picture for a bit. They go to like some very pretty fields, and you know he's just kind of like looking at her, and he's getting like really jumpy and sweaty, and um, <laughs> and you know he's and I, I don't know how he thought this was gonna work because he keeps leaving on missions, and he's like literally going all over the world. So I don't know how he thought this was gonna work. Yeah, I guess. But maybe he'd be like, "I'll come back for you" or something. I don't know. But I was getting so angry at Indy at this point because I was like, do not be a douchebag and tell her that this next mission is, like, you might die during your next mission, yeah. so she needs to, like, be with you. Like, that is such That's an asshole thing to do. the worst. And he does it anyway. <laughs> yeah, because he's dumb. But then, you know, she she gives him what he wants. He, he just gets a kiss. He's like, um, or even no. And she's like, no. No. Like, she's just so... Oh my god, this girl. She's the worst. And, uh... And, uh... Okay, and so he meets back at the bar. He's, like, super elated and talking to, uh... Well, oh, and they have that nice kiss. They have, they have a, like, a very passionate kiss before the grandma comes... Before the Nona comes back. And so, yeah, so Indy does get a nice kiss. And, uh, he's... He's very happy. He's very uh, overjoyed to have kissed the beautiful Julieta. And now he's back at the bar with, uh, Ernesto... And he's, like, you know, kind of telling him what happened, you know, kind of what he told her. You know, he said that he was probably going to die in his next mission. I think it was because of how she reacted. She was, like, she, like, was kind of saying, like, I, I care for you, so don't do things that are dangerous or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. She said something like that, and that's what made him, had him, he had the idea to say that. But, of course, Ernesto was, like, you shouldn't have said that because now she, she's now thinking that you're going to be gone. And she's already kind of, like, now forgetting about you. Yeah. And she's not thinking of being with you anymore. Um, and she'll eventually move on and move on to the other guy, this rat. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, he keeps saying, a fucking rat. This guy's a rat. A rat. We gotta get the rat. <laughs> so, yeah. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. 
And um, so do you have the... So this is where he now... He says, like, you know, you, mm-hmm. you need to win her back again. You need to let her know that you care about her, and you need to you need to write something. You need to write her a letter that's that's true. Write her something true. Yeah, and, and you I'm know like, what? That's okay. what really got me in the fact that I thought that he was Ernest Hemingway. Or he, something about it, because that's what Ernest Hemingway's kind of thing is that he says true a lot. So um, <laughs> that's why I was he like, said, oh, oh, this okay. sounds like it would be, er- like, that's because that's something that Ernest Hemingway would say. So um, anyway, that's uh. Okay. That's just what I got. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to play it now. Write her a letter. Okay. I mean, you write her greatest darn love letter that was ever written. Oh, I can't write letters like that. Come on, the heck you oh, can. The last letter I wrote was to Arabian. And it was to a guy. Okay, uh, listen. All you have to do is write down one true sentence, huh? Yeah. Just, uh, you know, write the truest sentence you can. You do it. You're a writer. You told me. I was a reporter for a time on the Kansas City Star. Well, that's writing, isn't it? Listen, dumbhead. It's got to come from you. Dumb now write. Hey, you hear me? Write. Hey, hey, hey. Put a lid on it, will you? All right, there's a guy here trying to create. Uh, come on, just read me what you wrote. My darling. Yeah, it's not bad. Beauty, strength, youth are flowers but fading seen. Duty, faith, love are roots and evergreen. Yeah, sounds pretty good. It's from an Elizabethan poem by George Peel. Hmm, what's it called? A Farewell to Arms. Hmm, Farewell to Arms. That's a good title. No, 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 no. See, that won't work. Listen, you mustn't quote or write out of your head, you know? I mean, you you just gotta cut all that crap out, and you gotta write out of your nerves, not your muscles. All right. Start me off. All right, look, just the first sentence. The first large, long fucking sentence. First, there was the sunrise. First first couple sentences. And then there was your face. And I love the sunrise, but I loved your face better. You got that? Uh, All right. Sunrise made me see your lovely face clearly, and it was good. I smelled the bright smell of your hair, tangy, tangy like pine needles in the Abruzzi. Abruzzi? Abruzzi? Tasted, clean taste of your beauty, light and clear, like yellow frascati. Yellow for Scotty? And it was good. <laughs> and I knew then that I loved you truly. And it was better than good. Ugh. Ain't it great? Huh? That'll get her for sure. Yeah, that was, um... That was really something. That was, uh, really... Uh, <clears throat> revolting. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like I guess the best way they could write is Ernest Hemingway, but he's he kind of writes like that. So I just I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I heard it and I was like, what is this crap? Like, what what is he saying? This is the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and, uh, and I guess right after this, they just jump right back into his mission, where I think to like. Today's the day he is. Because this happens him over, over a yeah. couple of days. Yeah, he's bringing 
the German deserters over to the enemy lines. And of course, that's why I was so confused, because even till then, I was still confused. I was like, he led the squad to the enemy lines, and so they shot at them, but then welcomed them with open arms? I know, like, it makes what the no sense happening? that they're shooting at them. Like, couldn't Indy say ahead of time, I'm bringing over this group of German men, don't shoot them. Like, what the fuck? Weren't the, weren't the soldiers in on it? Like, I don't understand. If Maybe Indy they are. There, you know what I think it is? I think, I'm watching it right now. They shot the other side um, in a sense that the other side thought that they were running away, so they were shooting. So they're not shooting at the soldiers, they're shooting at the other side. That's what's going on. To see if any of the, like, were, were there German sh- soldiers on the other side, like, shooting yeah. at the deserters? Like, yeah. did they know that they were deserters? I don't know, maybe. I I, I think so. I, I think that the, the one of the Italians kills one of the Germans. That's on the other side. Like, one of the, not deserters. Okay, so maybe they were protecting them. I think that's what's going on. And then we have, like, a little concert where Juliet is playing um, the piano. And Umberto's being a little bitch again, which is adorable. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then yeah. Nona is still eating those chocolates from the guy in the picture. Like Probably a... more chocolates, because I'm pretty sure he brought more. And then the mom's like, Shmi Skywalker's like, tomorrow's Juliet's birthday. Will you want to come? And Indy's like, yeah. Of course. <laughs> and uh, and, and who, who made the comment about the the instrument? Like, did, did someone ask him if he could play an instrument? Was it the kid? The mother. The mother asks him. And she's like, do you play anything? Oh, and he's the flute. Like, I used to play. I do play the flute. And then she's like, oh, that's a really nice instrument. That's so romantic. And then he's like, well, actually, it's like a, a primitive flute, like the Peruvian flute. Pan flute. A, yeah, Peruvian or like a Chinese flute or something. Yeah. Like he called it like some Peruvian, type of... Chinese, he says. He says primitive. And then the the mother's like, oh, but the real flute is so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, like she could care less about his stupid his, flute. His primitive <laughs> flutes. Um, while yeah. Juliet is like playing and her dad's like on the, the bass, uh, the cello, so. Yeah. And so he looks over and he's like, oh, maybe I could be getting closer with Juliet if I knew, if I brought in an instrument. And so, again, he meets up with, with Ernest. <laughs> yeah, with Ernest, who's uh, driving the ambulance like a cutie pie, even though I don't like Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him at all. Um, and they come across, or he, he brings up wanting to have an instrument. And, you know, he's, he's like, well, where are you going to find a Peruvian flute? And... Uh, he's like, well, there's a, uh, the, the, what is it? Like the soldier band or yeah, something. Yeah, the soldier has band. A... The Italian soldier band. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The Italian soldier band. They must have some extra instruments and they go find them. And, uh, Indy picks up a, the actual, uh, horizontal flute and he's like, I don't know how to play this. I only know how to play vertical <laughs> flutes. And he like blows them through the top and they all laugh at him. And then he tries to play the flute, which I, I played the flute when I was younger. I don't know if you know this. Um, and it's hard. Oh. It's hard to blow into the little thing. You have to know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, Kim, Kimmy played the flute, my my little sister. Oh. Yeah. Then he grabs a saxophone, and he's like, uh, okay, I'm gonna play a saxophone, which looks like an oboe to me, but okay. So he, he grabs, I, like I a, looked it up. It, it is a soprano, a soprano saxophone. saxophone. Okay, so yes, he, he gets I did. it. I, I fact-checked. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts to play, uh, the song, um... And oh, then yeah. they're like, oh, he's got this, it's fine. <laughs> so 
so this this is my note. This is my <laughs> fucking note that I wrote this. So I said, so it's her birthday the next day and the mom invited Indy to the dinner. So Indy finds an instrument because he feels like he has to, even though he plays like, like I did in elementary school on a recorder, but whatever. Yeah. He finds a saxophone and he is like, yeah, I'll serenade her with hot cross buns. <laughs> you, know what what I I thought, you know what I thought was the mom was giving him shit for not knowing how to play an instrument. And I was like... Are you kidding me? This man speaks like 16 languages. Are you really going to make him feel bad for not playing any instruments right now? Right? I mean, like, why, why does this so family... Prolific. This family is also so weird because they seem so inviting, yet they're like not being the most inviting. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's so weird how they're treating Indy. It's... It's ridiculous. And then, don't even get me started about this dinner. Oh, my God. Okay, so no, no, no. So, so Indy, listen. Okay. I mean, I'm going to have to play another um, another clip coming up. So, he gets he get, goes up to the door and he says, Oh, hail, signore. And he's like, um, what are you doing here? And he's like, I was invited to Juliana's birthday. And then signore's like, um, uh, okay. And so then he, like, lets... It... You were invited? That's what he kept <laughs> saying, like, five times. like, the senora invited me. And he's like, okay. So he brings this, like, beautiful basket of flowers, his flute, and some more, like... Oh, my God. I have... more soap. I gotta play this scene. Okay, so then there's this scene where... In the, the kitchen? The kitchen scene. Which oh is God. the most... I was laughing so much because it was so over the top. And I'm just gonna play it for you, and then we can we can talk about it, because it okay. is just right. hilarious. Yep. yep, sure thing. Go ahead, play it. He's here in the sitting room. What are you talking about? Who's here? The American captain. Of course he is. I invited him. You invited him? You invited him? Oh my God, Ettore, what's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong, except I invited the other one. The other one? You invited the other one? Scandal. A disgrace. Oh, become of the family honor. She drops the whole roast on the ground. The spaghetti! Spaghetti. She has some spaghetti right on the ground. Invited both of them. To dinner tonight. You've ruined everything, says Julieta. Okay, buddy, this is where you get off. Imbecile, it's all your fault. You ruined my life. No, it's your fault. Imbecile, she drops the pasta again. Oh my gosh. Then the nona says. Like, you married her, right? Or something? Yeah. How was I to know? You never talked to me. Mama, what are we to do? You should have never married her. That's what she goes to. I warned you, but you wouldn't listen. Sex mad fool! And then the Umberto starts crying. Indy's standing in the waiting room like, okay. The door's ringing, so I'm gonna have to go answer it. There's a tree, and then it's Ernest. Uh, what am I? No, oh, no, no, it's, it's okay. I don't need you. Uh, need me? No, 
no, no. So be it, we scram. <laughs> scram? Get the heck out of here. What do you mean, get the heck out of here? I was invited. Sure, it's Julietta's. Oh no. You! Rat! Me! Dirty two time and rat! Judas! And then they just act like nothing's wrong. <laughs> yeah, sir, right after that, I wrote a note. <laughs> right after I said, I knew it was the other guy! Um, I wrote. <laughs> Immediately afterwards, I hate this episode. I want to stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> the scene with the so, family in the kitchen was absolutely ridiculous. What I don't understand is why the parents cared. I mean, considering what what we know now, finishing the episode, and what we knew at the time, like, why do her parents even care? Like, it's, it's really Julietta. I mean, I could understand Julietta reacting like that, because if she truly was, like, like a... Yeah. Yeah, confused. You know, about dating which man she dating wanted. both of these guys. Yeah, yeah. but they she, knew that like, the I other bet. one existed, so it's kind of like, all right, like well, at least well, like at least Indy, Indy knew. Did. We're Indy not did. sure if if Ernest knew, um, but but yeah, I, I didn't see why her parents cared. Like honestly, like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, and so they get to dinner, and this dinner scene is ridiculous because Indy and Ernest are like they're who competing. can have the biggest piece of pasta who can have eat the most and like sauce is the best so red such good pasta oh such fresh tomatoes so delicious best spaghetti they've been on the floor twice yeah and, but you know you just rinse it off and I'm pretty sure it's fine but anyway and then they had they had so much food like they just kept eating because they were just and and it's so weird how they were competing over eating and not, like, trying to, like, I, I don't know, they, they were just Wilbur. being polite, I guess, like, to the family. But, yeah, they're not, like, talking to her at all. They were just staring at each other and eating. Yeah. They, they could, like, who's going to eat more? And their, like, stomach hurts and they're like, you want this? You want this? They're like, yes, yes. And then they, it's basically, like, a, who's the who's the strongest? Who can eat the most? And, um, yeah, who's the, who's the most polite and the most, uh, like, whatever. I don't know. Courteous, I guess, to the family. So <laughs> and they'll, then they'll I wrote, like this is so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and I think after this, oh, yeah, so <laughs> a lot of stuff happens before my next note, so we just gotta just quickly go through what happens after this. <laughs> okay, so uh, then Ernest leaves the room, and you think he's gonna, like, go throw up or something, but instead he goes and starts playing the bass cello, and he's playing this beautiful song. It's so great. And uh, then she in, starts to play on the piano. She starts to play the piano, and they're in sync, and then the family is like, oh, how beautiful, that's so nice. And then Indy brings in the saxophone, and he starts playing the Fly of the Bumblebee that we used to listen to when we were on the... <laughs> so the best part about the sequence was that Emily and I used to go... So on a California Adventure at Disneyland, there's this... Oh, yeah. There's this, like, ride where it's the swings, you know? You go around in a circle, and it flies up, and uh, you're up in the air. And they yeah, play, the like, classical... Swings. Yeah, the symphony swings. And you play this classical music, and uh, they play Flight of the Bumblebee, and they play some other, like, fast-paced um, uh, music. So yes. this was the song that Indy decided to start playing, and he's playing it like a madman, which is exactly how Emily and I would. So we go on this ride, and the best part about this ride is not the swings, but the fact that we choose an instrument, and then we all have to play the instrument while on these swings that are flying around. 
And so yeah, I and, always... And anyone that goes on this ride with us have to also choose an instrument. Yes. And we're just... We're just flailing we're around. Flailing. Pretend, so... pretend playing instruments to the flight of the bumblebee while people are just, like, in line laughing at us because yeah. we're just, like being crazy yeah so like and i always pick the the violin so i'm always like jerking my arms around and then i don't know what do you pick the trombone i think i've yeah the trombone because I, yeah. I, I like to like put my arm like forward and back like really fast <laughs> <laughs> so then we just yeah. we just do it to the beat of the song and it's ridiculous and it makes it so much more fun to be on this ride so anyway they're acting exactly the same in this scene because they are like frantically playing their instruments and, yeah, and, and the the guy's like bow, I believe it's called, is like breaking as he's playing. Like mm-hmm. he's breaking these people's instrument. Yeah, because he's playing it so um so violently. Ridiculously. And it, it's very, yes, very funny. Um so okay. And Julieta even stops at one point because like Indy and Ernest are just playing so quickly that she can't even keep up on the piano. Yeah. Like it's so ridiculous. And then I think right after that they, they leave they have and a they kinda have a And then they have like a tussle. Indy punches him outside. Yeah, and you know, they're just like, you rat, you rat, and then they're like, I'm yeah. gonna win her over, and they're like, no, I will, and then that's, that's when this montage happens. <laughs> so how does it start? It starts Is off it with like, them uh, both returning at nighttime with their entourage of singing. Um, I don't know if you want to play a little bit of that, but Ernest comes in and is singing with a little accordion up to Julieta's window and then Indy comes with like a full band and is like also singing so they're completely overlapping and then the Nona or somebody like throws shoes at both of them yeah (laughs) and then I think does next next comes the flowers I I don't know next next is the um the earnest animals the earnest with her in the in the field with all the goats and then um Indy like hits the goats and then they all bother them and then Indy goes and pays a lot of money for a lot of flowers, buys the entire flower shop. Um, and then Ernest also gives the, puts a little note with a fish that says, you remind me of this smell, Julieta, from Indy. And it's a wrapped up fish. This wonderful yeah, fragrance reminds uh, me of you. <laughs> yeah, because Ernest intercepts the, the cart, buys the flower cart, and puts a note of, for him on it, and mm-hmm. then sabotages Indy. By putting his note about the smells with yeah. the fish. And then the guy ends up delivering the fish. Yeah. And then uh, Indy sabotages Ernest by putting some kind of powder or something um, or bugs. Yeah, an itching powder in his, in itching his clothes. powder while um, Ernest is taking a shower. And then Ernest sits down and is talking to Julieta. It is trying to say that a poem that Indy had said. Um, the Elizabethan Before, yeah, poem. Yeah, the triumph. And he can't get through it because his pants are itching so yeah. much, and he has to leave. Yeah, and I think all the pets come after this. Yes. Which is like, uh, Indy brings a little bird cage with like a little cute little bird in it and mm-hmm. gives it to the maid who opens the door. And then uh, Ernest, uh, immediately almost after that, like brings in a, a Little kitten. kitty. A kitten, yeah. And and the cat like eats the bird, I guess. Uh-huh, and so then we hear Indy, it, yeah. Yeah, you hear it. And then Indy brings a dog to probably chase the cat. Yeah. And then and, we hear uh, cats chasing dog noises in the house. So yes. it's, it's a problem. Then, is it is it done? Like, are they done? <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm watching it right now. I'm trying to determine. And then the two of them come to the front. No. Then the two of them decide, okay, we got to stop this. Um, we're going to let Julieta decide. 
So that's right. They both go. Then they both bring a uh, whole armfuls full of prize er, flowers and probably soap and soap. And they get there, and Julietta's wearing a wedding dress, and she's like, "I'm gonna marry my childhood sweetheart." And they're like, "No, no, I'll what? Not to say correctly." The fuck. <laughs> what? What am I gonna say I'm, correctly? I'm, I'm, I'm getting, getting married. I'm getting married. Indy, Ernesto. I'm getting married. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Ernesto and but, Enrico, which is like cutest two names ever, to be honest. Yeah, and so she, uh, but you know, she seems happy. You know, she says a childhood friend that, you know, she really cares for and he's a really nice guy. And, you know, so now they're just kind of. God, she has no personality whatsoever. Honestly, she oh just my stares at them. Gosh. God, she's so yeah, worst. So, I guess, so now are they heading back, like, just yelling at each other? Like, just being like, it was their fault for, or I don't know. Yeah, that, then sure they're, why. then, okay, so then there's this hilarious sequence where they're coming back to the camp. I have and, a time code. Oh, you do? Okay, that's good I because... it was so funny. There's these planes coming down and... The entire scene is them screaming at each other while the entire place is getting bombed. So it's pretty funny because they're having their very personal fight amidst this war zone. They're not hearing, they're not like acknowledging any of this. Oh, and also previously in the episode, Ernest had said that, you know, he doesn't like being an ambulance driver because it takes him away from the action of war. Like he doesn't like. He wants to get a medal. He wants to win a medal. Yeah. He wants to get injured so he can have a medal. (laughs) So here we go. Foreshadowing. Got the planes. Big fat ugly mug in. Oh, well, if you had a surprise jerk. I loved her better. I loved her better. He's like screaming and he's so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie. And then so Andy comes back I and that gets blown up. Like actually Literally gets lifted off the, the ground, air. blown up. He's <laughs> like, what the hell? He's all bloody. How like, is he Ernest... not like completely destroyed after getting literally blown from the ground and then Ernest picks him up and carries him into the armory even though his leg ambulance. has yeah. a lot of shrap- shrapnel in it so it's it's a time it's a real time we've I so feel like both... we've already talked about this for so long we've already talked about this for an hour it's like the first half is oh my gosh I know we still have another half to talk about oh my god! I think the next okay. half will go quicker it's it's definitely it not will. a lot less as intense as this part was it, I don't know, Alessandra, it gets pretty oh, intense. Oh, it gets pretty intense! It gets pretty intense! <laughs> okay, so now they're both at a, uh, they're both, like, at a, at a nurse, oh. <laughs> at a nurse place, a hospital. God! And, um, what they're both getting women, treated. You know? 
gosh, I know. And they're, you know, they're having a good old time, you know, sizing up each other's wounds. Ernest and got a, like, hey. a medal, so he's happy. Yeah, so he's happy and he, he could leave. And I think that's when he talks about Chicago and maybe like a... And he wants uh, to be an archaeologist. Him, him wanting to go to the University of Chicago or something to, yeah, to be an archaeologist. And, um, and you know, they're they're buddying up. They're they're like, oh, let's not fight over a girl ever again. And then they both see this really pretty nurse across the way and are both, like, staring at her, like, and drooling. Yeah. And I think uh, that's kind of where it ended. There's, like, a little transition of where he gets a... Another wheel, job. He's in a wheelchair, and he gets taken into his uh, superior where he tells him that he needs to go to Venice to get his next assignment. And so yep. he gets... He gets Shipped assigned to Venice a with a very, nurse. With a very pretty nurse. Yes, <laughs> the very beautiful nurse. <laughs> yeah, there's there's lot there's lots of mac out sessions with this nurse. Oh, I know. For some reason, it was just like, was this really necessary? Like, truly? No, it really no. was. It the, the fact that like this this entire like Venice scene was completely unnecessary. Like, it just we really didn't need it at all. I know he went to Venice just to go to was it. North or South Africa? Which one was it? North Africa. North Africa. He goes to Casablanca. Yeah, he does for like a sit for like a second. Yeah. Um. And yeah, this this episode has like lots of moving parts, and uh, so he's in <laughs> Venice. He's he's macking out with his uh with his, his nurse. nurse lady, and then he and uh, uh, he gets he gets his other assignment. He's like, gotta go to class Casablanca to fig to. I don't know. Do something. Like they're like, <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go investigate something. And he's like, "Come on, dude! Like, there's no war there. Why would I go there?" And they're like, "It's your rules. You gotta go." And he's like, "Fine." So uh, then, then he goes um, because now, because now he's just magically good at being a spy. Yeah, like they're like, "You are such a good spy," and I'm like, "Huh." That we need you here, Indy. There is a rising war happening that you need to go investigate. I was like, Quando, when did this happen? I know, like, seriously, was he sent to Barcelona with all, like, the the rejected spies? Yeah, to, and they're like, a man, of your, work? a man of your caliber is, like, amazing to have here. And he's, they're like, okay. So I, I think he's just getting better. Like, to be honest, he's... Maybe. He's becoming a yeah. better spy because he's older now and more distinguished and he has less giant hair you know yeah and so uh, all the nurses love indy and they're all waving at him going like indy bye indy bye indy. and um because he's so and, you know, charming he maxed, and adorable he maxed out with his nurse one last time and he gets on the boat and he's he's on his way to his true and love to <laughs> lawrence of arabia <laughs> no he's not there not oh, lawrence not yet not, yet. not lawrence but um, one of my favorite characters now in the show Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So he first goes to Casablanca, and he's he's waiting in some waiting room with this guy who's about to eat a fly, like yeah. straight up. Like There's he's a sleeping, fly, like sleeping with his mouth open, circling his mouth as he like snores with his mouth gaping open. And uh, uh, Indy gets called in, and now he says that he's gonna be going to Arabia to kind of uh, investigate how um, weapons are being passed out over there like you know someone's like stealing weapons or someone's like trading weapons and they shouldn't be like they're giving them to the enemy or something there's weapons that they're getting somehow and they need to know where they're coming from so they need to know their serial numbers yeah so his his main job is literally just to grab one like one gun that's that's his job um 
And on the way, he's going with this uh, deserter German dude and, like, a pack of other guys on their horses. That's right. Across the desert to get to this fort that's on the other side of the desert. And on the way, he this he's like, I need water, dude. Can I have some water? And he's like, you know. And he's like, um, you don't want this water. And he takes the water anyway. He's like, it's in order. And he drinks it. And he's like, what is this? And he's like, it's a hundred proof schnapps. Yeah, like what? How is that this guy is not gonna dead? dehydrate you so fast? Anyway, so fast. I was like, "What's this and, guy's and, and deal?" And this guy looked bad. Like he was sunburned. He looked puffy. He yeah. looked like he was retaining a lot of water. <laughs> like this guy just looked bad. Yeah, and then they run into some um, some guys some who rebels are or not happy with some them bandits? being there. I'm not sure. Some bandits. Um, yeah. And they eventually they capture them. They have this kind of long horse fight situation. They capture Indy yeah, and like, the German dude. Because they're like what a group of seven guys, and like half of them get killed during yeah. this chase. And oh yeah, then they, and then like ha- uh, four of them get taken to get interrogated. Yeah, and so um, and... Indy gets taken. He gets slapped really horribly, and then um, the guy <laughs> that that interrogates him, he's like, so you know, you come into my really land horrible. and you dis dismiss my religion you dismiss my um land you dismiss my culture like why should you're a i monster you're the devil yeah, like, you're, yeah. you're the worst you degrade my religion you bring, you bring a plague to, to my country like it's whatever makes sense um, so um he does that he says this and then he's like they're gonna be killed um and... yeah because because indy will not tell him anything so they're like all right won't tell us kill him so then he's like um, wait i wanted a cigarette my last cigarette and he's like i'm a little thirsty so he drinks a little bit of the water, air quotes. Uh, air quotes, water, <laughs> 100% proof of schnapps. And the guy Jesus. goes to, to light the cigarette and he blows the schnapps all, and then the guy catches fire. So it's like pretty intense. And then India yeah, and the and German do escape. Yeah, which I, I think three of them kind of escape and then another one of them gets, gets killed. And so then, or, or, or was it? I don't know, but anyway, they they both end up on one horse, yeah. and they're running into the fort as the fort's, like, helping to protect them from, from these rebels. Yeah, so then they close the doors, and um, they're protected. Turns out they had grabbed some documents, um, saddlebag on the horse that they rode in. Um, it's right, right. tons of communications between the bad guys. And so the guy's like, well, you, you just literally needed to get me a goddamn gun and you couldn't have done that you're so stupid and then he's the assistant comes over and he's like actually he has all of the serial numbers and all this he did more than he needed to do for this job and then he's like okay well you've been here for five minutes and you got everything you needed to get done okay you can leave (laughs) you can leave and he says this in a really bad french accent um so then he he has to go back to like headquarters and tell them about the serial numbers and the arms, and uh, so that that whole situation is done. <laughs> well, and, and they suspect that this uh, very wealthy uh, man in Arabia is, like, giving away the guns because they, they've yeah. noticed a lot of travel of the guns um, from that going place. from that direction. So they And they think that this guy's loyal with multiple sides of the war and is kind of just giving guns to anyone who will take, who yes. will, like, you know, accept money from. Yeah, this guy Kamal, um, so who's worried. like, yeah, who's like a, yeah. a very, like, high-standing uh, dude. Um, and then they're like, how are we going to get 
Indy in this so he can do some more investigating without it being too ridiculous. And then they're like, well, there's this author lady who is going to be sent there um, to do something. So he can be like her security, basically. Yeah, he can he can be her security, which is literally their recipe for the the movie and the play, The Bodyguard, um, with Whitney Houston. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, um, so, so he meets her. Name's Edith, yes. and she's a she's a very cute little lady. She's very pretty. I um, love this lady. I love her. so I much. actually like kind of loved them. Oh my god! This I was I was like on this train, like I was on the ship th- from the moment it started. I was like, um, yes, please. Mrs. Edith yeah, she's Wharton. like she's she's so smart. They have such great little conversations together, and uh, and she's super adorable. She like reminded me a lot of Indy's mom, which kind of freaked me out a little bit. But then I got over it. Um, oh, I totally forgot about Indy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Let's just she get like, through this, please. Okay, just forget I said anything. <laughs> just, just, they're cute. Uh, let's just forget I said anything. Um, and uh, so they get on their little uh, horse-drawn buggy, I guess. Yep. And they head over to uh, the guy's palace. And he tells something. her all of the secrets of his life, obviously. Oh, yes. Indy does everything. They're just they're just smitten, these two. They're super cute. And, and she's yeah. just, like, super attent- um, attentive to him and like loving everything that he's telling her um yeah they, and, they uh, have you know, such a rapport t- yes and you know he's kind of just telling her like all about his his uh his love history you know all the girls he's loved and all all the times his heart's been broken and mm-hmm. and all that stuff and um his first experiences with with women that he yeah, really cares for yeah and, he's very open with her and, and it's great yeah so what so what lady did did he have sex with? I don't remember. Mata Hari, man. Mata Hari. What episode was that? The one with the spy lady with the bread hair that you hated? The one that was written by Carrie Fisher. Remember we figured that out? Because Pamela told us in the comments. Oh, wait. What? The, wait. the episode wait. in Paris where Mata Hari is there and she... Um, Indy ends up sleeping with her or whatever, but she's also got other men that she sleeps with, and then she's, like, got that bright red oh. hair. Oh. Oh. Yeah. The yeah. one where the where, where the lady, like, kicked the, the helmet, like, right at the camera. Where it was, like, on the <laughs> yes. floor. Yes. That yes, one. Yes, 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 that one. Yes. Where she had, like, her, you can't leave me. Like, it was, like, that very, like, poisonous, like, relationship, right? Yes, yes, yes. She was the spy woman that we, that Pamela told us that she eventually got murdered, that she got shot, she got killed by firing squad, because they found that's that she was right. a spy. Oh, that's right! And, and then Hashtag he was kind of, like, thanks, investigating Pamela. her, because, yes. because he, because he knew that she was, like, cheating on him, and he was, like, going crazy. He was, it was, like, Moulin Rouge. Yes, it was, like, Moulin Rouge. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, like, Moulin Rouge. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. Now that I'm all caught up, Indian Edith, soup's cute. Um, and then some, some another like writer comes in. Like they they get to, they they kind of like camp out somewhere before they get to the actual palace. It's and, a writer um, from America. He's like a from one of the, he's like a journalist or something. 
Yeah, and so he'd he'd uh, he'd gone to see Lawrence of Arabia, and he wanted to write about him. Um, and Indy was like, you know, I know Lawrence; he's not gonna like that. Like, leave the man alone. He just wants to he just wants to do what he can to help others and just be a be at peace. And um, and you know, he's like, no, the people gotta know that there's a hero. I actually I had this time code because I thought it was uh, I thought it was I thought it was good. Okay, Don't all right, say, here we go. Maybe you could fill me in on his background, a few personal details, stuff like that. I was just telling Captain Duval about this British officer in Arabia. Turns out he already knows him. Anything doesn't matter how small. I don't think so. His name's T. E. Lawrence, and he's leading the Bedouin in a guerrilla war against the Turks, wailing the tar out of them. I don't think I've heard of him. Oh, you will. By the time I'm through, the whole world will have heard of him. He'll hate that. Are you kidding? He'll love it. Believe me, pal, I know. So will the public. He's a hero, and the public needs heroes. All it takes is a little help. Is that your job, Mr. Thomas? To provide the public with heroes? Or villains, partly yes. What's wrong with that? People aren't interested in ideas. It's, it's personalities they get excited about. So you do your best to excite them? Sure. Don't get me wrong, Mrs. Wharton. Uh, I don't tell lies. I wasn't suggesting that you did. But how far would you go in writing about, what did you call it, the personal details? As far as it takes, I guess. How far is that? Into their homes? Maybe. Their bedrooms? Maybe. That's what you do, after all. What I do? Sure. <laughs> I've read your books, Mrs. Wharton. I admire them. You show up social hypocrisy. You get underneath the facade. You write about men and women in their most intimate of moments, and you don't stop when the bedroom door closes. Where's the difference? The difference, Mr. Thomas, is between literature and journalism. One is fiction, and one is invading a real person's private life and exploiting it. That was a nice well, scene. I really liked what she had to say there. Yeah. yeah. She's a real quick lady. I really like her. Yeah, she's very quick to the punch, and she's like very witty and just very quick to you know put people down if they're if they're wrong. Like this guy is definitely very overzealous about just getting the story out and kind of probably getting recognition and getting other people recognition as well. But probably mostly like him being the one to find these underground heroes and bring them out in the open where they might not want to be. Yeah, and I I get that entirely, but like we wouldn't have known probably Lawrence Arabia's. A whole story if it weren't for this guy, I'm sure, in history. I mean, there's a reason that he's talking about him so much. True. And so he obviously wants to write about Edith going to see this this man of power in Arabia. And uh, she's a little apprehensive about it. Um, It really doesn't go farther than that. Like, they kind of just have this one little back and forth, and then he's kind of just, like, thrown off to the side for the rest of the episode. Yeah, which I think was better because we didn't really need him. I think he's just kind of another historical figure. Probably. That makes sense. Um, So he... So I guess they get to the guy's palace, and, you know, he's a little... uh, He's a little showboaty. Like, you know, he's showing them... His very nice mm-hmm. palace and, and you his know, all the things that he owns and how yeah. wealthy he is. And, you know, he's um, very excited to meet Edith. And he says he says to her, like, you're very smart or mm-hmm. something yeah. for, for a woman. Yeah. And, and she says, you're very courteous for a man. And they have, like, a nice little laugh together and they're very funny. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then they, yeah, then they go to see the armory, which is where Indy needs to be because he needs to see, like, 
how these guns are getting out of the armory and who has access and kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets he gets the guy, the chief of security, I think, or the chief of military, yeah, maybe. Yeah, who's a British uh, who's a British guy, British guy, right? He's British. Uh, maybe. I think I he is. Quite... He gets his his signature on a paper because he's like, oh, I have to get this for some other purpose or something. He lies to yeah, him. He says, I have a message to you from headquarters, and they're going to need you to sign it. And he goes, I've never signed for anything. And and he's like, well, that's what they said. And he just signs this blank piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And in, in the perfect spot, really. Right, to right on the bottom. Exactly where, where a signature, signature would be. Goes. Right? Yeah. And uh, so, so Indy forms a fake letter so that he could get into the armory later in the evening uh, after dinner, which... Uh, you know, I, I had to watch the last 30 minutes of this at work during my lunch hour. And uh, <laughs> so, of course, girls. I had to watch the belly dancing <laughs> yes. section where the ladies, like, thrusted her boobs in Indy's face. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yep, this is what I'm watching at work right now. But to me, like, and, this was um, the, the more sensual part between him and Edith because Edith is clearly, like, very open-minded, like, like, loves Indy in a, in a lot of ways, and, and Indy feels the same way about her, so we, we see this a lot in, in this scene, I think. Yeah, like, the girls are kind of, like, getting in between him and, like, dancing in between him and Edith, but Indy keeps, like, looking past the girls, like, at Edith, like, in a very loving, like, cute way, like, really yeah. adorable. And I think, I, I'm, like, Sean Patrick Flannery, like, I'm watching him right now, he is has this presence to him like he just is very calm he feels really strong and confident and it is very sexy like i think it works out so well for him you know it's just it's it's very nice that he does this. like he's a it was very excellently casted for this <laughs> i just keep going back to that yeah most definitely like when like he really has his his really good moments when the writing is good and you know the story around it is good. Like he he can be really ridiculous and funny, but he's he's very genuine. Yeah, and he's really great. Yeah, so he gets um, so, he goes back to the armory. He says, "I got a stomach ache, or I'm dizzy, so I have to go t- get some air or something." Yeah, he looks a little sweaty, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he just he needs to go. Um, but one of the one of the soldiers who was with them in the armory kind of looked like he was he was a uh, catching on to Indy, like kind of what he was doing because yeah. he keeps like side eyeing Indy, and you know when Indy leaves the dinner table, the guy's kind of like looking at him too, like where's that guy going? Doesn't that guy um, look in- exactly like Brian Tyree Henry? Yes. Oh my god, he does. He looks just like him. <laughs> It anyway. really does. Yes. Uh, and so Indy goes back to the armory, and he has his he has his doctor's note, and uh, he they let him inside, and so he's like opening up boxes, seeing that some are empty. Um, the ones on the ones on the bottom are like empty, and the ones on top are full of like weapons. So he sees that you know some are missing, and he's like feeling around for ways to get out, and he finds like a little. Trap, uh, trap door in the ground. Hole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he and takes he takes out, like, a square on the ground uh, that's clearly, like, a looser, like, square. Um, and it turns out that there's, like, a little, yeah, like a little hole. Like tunnel. A, a tunnel. Yeah. And then he leaves it, which I was a little confused about when he does this. Well, because I, I think it was too small for maybe a human body to fit through. I don't know. And so I he... I don't think so. Maybe. 
So, but he leaves it and he, and he picks up a rock and like throws it over a fence and yeah. then he goes to meet the rock. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, what does that do? Um, and he tries to find the other end of this tunnel, which he somehow yeah. does in the time span that they're like eating dinner. Um, and it's like, okay. Like, I was just, I was like, how much time would this have taken for him to do this? And people are not wondering exactly where he is. Well, yeah, because obviously Edith keeps looking over and, you know, I don't think she's really helping anything because, you know, he needs as much time as possible. She really needed to not be staring at the door so intently for him to come back. because she's in love with him, Emily. It's because she's in love with him. She's foiling the plan, Alessandra. But to be honest, Um, I would do the same thing because you're just, like, anxiously waiting for your person to come back. True, especially if it's Indy. Especially. He's so cute. Especially Indy. Um, And so he he somehow comes across someone's, like, house, like, little uh, living quarters, and he sees... He sees that the ground has, like, a, a piece of wood covering it, and it's covering a hole. And he goes down into it, and he sees that this is the tunnel that leads to the armory. So he knows that a couple people are smuggling stuff out. Yeah. He crawls into this hole and he realizes that the sand is red and on that side. And there's white sand on the other side. So that's kind of the main point of this argument. <laughs> yes. That people who have red sand on them will be the perpetrators. Yeah. I didn't so, really realize what he was talking about until the very end. Like, I was trying to figure out what he was doing. And he basically realized that these people are smuggling arms from the armory to outside the armory and um, out to ships or wherever they're going to take them. Yeah, and so India slips back in to to dinner, mm-hmm. and uh, I think him and Edith like kind of walk away like kind of smittenly, and that's where the author, the the writer, the journalist kind of yes, sees them, and he's yes. and he knows what's up. He like he fucking knows. What's up. knows. I, I thought we were he, gonna get like a scene. I thought we were gonna get like a a little scene of them. Like I I, I don't know if they they spent the night together. I, we have no idea. It's kind of ambiguous. Yeah, but there's going to be a luncheon the next day, and so that's where Indy decides to bring up with uh, the the palace owner and his security team that there has been some thievery going on in the armory. Yes, and so he so he brings everyone to the armory and he kind of explains what's happening. He said he said some guy is dropping weapons down this hole and there's someone down to retrieve them and they're smuggling them out whenever a caravan comes in like a weekly caravan or something and then they take them out to the nearest rebellion um armies and so he said i'm gonna need everyone to take their boots off and if anyone has red sand in them yeah they're the perpetrators and so he checks and one group of guys takes their boots off and of course one of them is a perpetrator and then there's like the other kind of more elite security team, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he's like, take off your boots. And the, the chief or like the colonel or something, I don't know, the he's main like, guy. Is I don't want like, to have to. This is ridiculous. This. Yeah, this is yeah, really this stupid. Yeah, by men. No, we're not going to do this. And the, uh, the palace owner's like, do it, man. And he's like, if he's wrong, I get to kill him or yeah, something. Yeah, basically. Like, that's he's what he like, says. You're something... never going to live this one down or something. Um, and then yeah. the main captain uh, takes his shoe off and he just runs. He runs without both of his shoes. Yeah, he, he drops it and as Indy's bending over, he like he like karate chops his neck. Okay, can we just talk? <laughs> can we just talk about 
<laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Can we just talk about how much sand is in these man's tall boots? I just, I just cannot believe how much actual sand is in the tall boots of these men. Like, if it was a short boot, I could understand. But a tall boot? There's so much sand in them. I know. How does the sand get kicked up that much? I mean, uh, unless you're digging around tunnels. Like, obviously, like maybe that's more... in your feet! That's more reasonable. Yeah. I don't know. There's, but, yeah. These men definitely had ridiculous. a lot of varying sand in their boots. And they had very tall, like, almost, like, knee-high boots. Like a shit, like, calf-high. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any so, sense that they would have so much sand in their shoes from that height. It, I mean, I guess th- this is all movie magic and whatever, but to be honest, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. And wouldn't you, like, dump the sand out of your shoes before you go into, like, your house or something? Like, how is the sand still in their shoes? It's a sandy place. I mean, I get that. But, does but like, your life doesn't have to be sandy. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't oh, know. you know. So, anyways, it, the karate chop. The guy karate chops yeah, in his neck. Karate chops his neck. <laughs> and then and he, he chases after out. him, and they have this big fight, which is pretty fun. Uh, and, and in yeah, which it, like, the goes guy gets... multiple buildings. The guy gets... Sword, swords the, come into play. Thrown over the edge, and, and Indy like, kills him. Like, died. literally murders Did he die? Him. I think so. No, they, 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 they pick him up, and he looks kind of, like, unconscious, but he falls That's from, like, what, like, two far. stories? At least two three stories. Three stories? Onto his head. Like, like straight on his back. Like, not only are you getting whiplash, but your head's probably concussed. Cracked. Open. Like, onto cement. You could, that could hurt you even from falling from your normal height. So I just don't. Yeah, right? Again, I don't understand. He's probably dead. Yeah. He probably died. I just can't imagine you would recover from that. Yeah, no, he's dead. He's probably dead. So then we have, like, a beautiful little conversation uh, between Edith and Indy where she grabs his hand and says, I have a time code. Okay, why don't you do it because... (laughs) <laughs> it's so adorable. You have to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have okay, time okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, oh, and this is exactly where I wrote, Edith reminds me of his mom. I really gotta stop bringing that up. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let's no. just go. It's fine. Indy, Indy loves, loves all women. He's just a woman lover. Um, He's hour. a lady killer for sure. <sighs> Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, here's our cute little conversation. If only we could fix this moment, make time stop, then it would last forever. Except we can't. No. In a little while, I shall return to Paris and you to the war. Shall we see each other soon, do you think? But after, when the war's over, will you visit me? I want to. Edith. No, please, my dear, don't. You're right, of course. Time doesn't stop. I never before realized what a cruel enemy it is. First time in my life, I really envy my father. If I had a daughter, I'd envy her, too. 
So they're like super cute. Oh my god. I was dying because she's clearly, I don't know, she's she's like probably 15 years, 20 years older than him. Um, oh yeah, probably. And still they have this like awesome connection and they acknowledge it, which is like really wonderful, I think. And I did not expect that out of this episode, Indy falling in love with an older woman. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was... Maybe it was where they where they first stopped before that journalist came to uh, to meet them after he was like stalking her. Um, it was, I, I like wrote a note. I was like I was like oh is this happening? <laughs> and uh, yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I said well we know Indy likes all ladies. And, uh, yeah, I said, so Indy's spilling his life story to Edith, and they're having some pretty emotional, in-depth conversations about Indy's love life. I wonder if something important will happen soon in the show. Yeah, so I figured, like, he kept bringing up a lot of, like, you know, finding love and mm-hmm. going to Chicago and becoming an archaeologist. Like, I feel like, I feel like we're, we're turning a, we're turning a major corner. For sure, but a... it's, it is hard to look at it and see the way that Indiana Jones's life actually becomes, because he doesn't have... He never really finds anybody until he he meets up with Marion again. Meets, yeah. Like, and that's when the fourth movie came out, when he was older. Like, it's just, it's the same idea that, like, he's not, he's more of a bachelor his entire life. He never finds the woman who he settles down with. True. Because, again, like, no one's, no one's willing to, uh, at least he, the women that he really care for are, like, very strong independent women who don't want to follow him around like to be an archaeologist like, well marion was the best he had and then well true and then she like shows up again but it's just it kind of doesn't really make any sense and, and you know but it is really nice we got this nice gorgeous cute little kiss that they have at the end it's so cute um oh yeah but he's he's saying goodbye dying. to her yeah i thought it was just so nice that they did that. So nice that they had that in there. Um, great ending to a okay episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The second half is definitely a lot better than the first half. Yeah, um, yeah. I just can't still, believe I that was Ernest completely... I know, right? And then this this journalist guy kind of reminds me of a... You know the guy from the Santa Claus? <laughs> the, the elf? Yes, yes, the yes, kid? yes, yes. Yeah, Who, who's also in... He's also in 10 Things I Hate About You. And in that show, Numbers. Yes. Yes. I <laughs> know. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sorry, I'm just, like, rewatching. I'm, I'm rewatching this kiss scene right now because it's so cute. It's adorable. <laughs> it's it's very it's sensual. Cute. Like, I, I'm... Yeah. I dig it a lot. I'm a, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I love it because she grabs his face and, like, really passionately kisses him. And then the, the journalist guy, like, knows, man. He's like, yep, figures. Um, <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to write anything about you. Oh, yeah, yeah, he says that. He says, just so you know, I'm not going to write anything. And she's like, I, I never took you as the person who would. Emily, I think we should and, uh, we should cosplay, like, as people from this era, because they've got these beautiful, long things that are just, like, drapey with their gloves and their hats. And I, it's just, it's so fun. I love it. Yeah, very drapey, like, long outfits. Yeah, I've I've loved a lot of the clothes. Like, even stuff that Indy's mom wears and just stuff, people that Indy meets. Uh, I've liked a lot of the clothes in this. Uh, isn't this, like, a 
is this Victorian? No. No, no, no. It's it's early 20th century. So we got, you know, up until I think right now it's like 1917 or something, right? Something like yeah. that. So it, it's just all. So they're all... like high waisted, like skirts and like, kind of like a. Yeah. Yeah. Early 20th century stuff, which is just kind of nice because it's, it's getting towards the what eventually would be the 20s and then. Uh, that's even more loose kind of looks. Yeah. I still really want to want to cosplay as as Miss Seymour. <laughs> yes! I miss her damn. so much, man. Like, I miss her truly, so much! Truly, she added so much to the show and that lady was just great. Ugh, loved her so much. Yeah, I just honestly don't know who I would want to be in this show because there's just so many great great characters like what <laughs> <like> Remy <laughs> Remy I hope we've seen the last of Remy <laughs> don't say that oh I really I really hope we get to see Miss Seymour again before the end of the series like I'm gonna be hope we see more we of her you know oh <laughs> I bet we're not we're not gonna see her we're not gonna see more of her no. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that is too ripe. Um. All right. So uh, this episode, I thought it, I'm gonna give it a. <laughs> um. I'm gonna give it a solid like, uh, five or six soaps out of ten. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, like five or six. Five or six. Um five I, and a half soaps. Yeah, I'm gonna get it I'm gonna give it um The the way I see it is that the first half is like a just a zero. And then <laughs> and then the and zero. Then, and then the second half was like so good that it at least gets a six. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give it six point five contraband guns out of ten contraband guns. How about that? Good. Good. Right. Very good. Thanks. Very good. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'd also like to give it just a a, a good two sandy boots <laughs> out of <laughs> out of five sandy boots. Out of five, I don't know. Five sandy boots. Just something about <laughs> sandy boots. Insert sandy boot joke. I don't know. Um, uh, that's pretty good. So I wonder what we're gonna what we're gonna see next. Okay, hold on. I want to quickly just look at uh, what the next episode's called. Yeah, okay. Um, What's it called? Masks Masks of Evil? Oh. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm I'm so right. sorry that you all had to wait for this episode. Um but I hope it was worth it. We're back. We're back now with these indies. We're gonna we're gonna continue to do more indies. We promise we're gonna get through the end of this. I'm probably gonna cry when it's over, to be honest, because this has been two years of my life. Um Oh my god, you're right. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not not to sound like not to sound like angry about it or anything. <laughs> I'm just saying these these episodes take up a lot of my time. Yeah, they're, they're really important to me. I'm really gonna miss them when they're gone. So anyway, we're all we, we still have five more episodes. I'm not gonna prematurely cry about this. Um, already crying because I'm laughing so much. Don't but do it. Anyway, if don't do it if. If you could help us out by reviewing us on a- Apple Podcasts, that would be really, really helpful. Um, you can also find us on SoundCloud. And then we're now on the Google Play Store, so that's really cool. 
Um, oh, right. That's right. Uh, you can also find us and write to us on Facebook. We have a Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn. Um, we could just have a little page there. You can also find us on Twitter. The handle is at by the popcorn on Twitter. We also have an Instagram at All by the Popcorn on Instagram. All by the Popcorn Podcast, excuse me. You can also email us at All by the Popcorn Podcast at gmail.com and All by the Popcorn at gmail.com. We would appreciate any kind of emails from any of you because we love to talk to our fans. So that would be great. Yeah, let us know what you want us to talk about, and we will talk to you guys next time on the next episode of Indie. <laughs> Thanks. All right, bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.